Hi there, and welcome back to the Speaking of Texas podcast. I'm your host, Tweed Scott. As we climb deeper into the holiday season, I would like to share some Texas with you. We've all heard the expression, Six Flags Over Texas. It's a reference to the six nations that have governed all or parts of Texas during her colorful history. Each of these countries contributed to Texas culture at the time. The effects have been long-lasting, too. Texas is the end result of the mixing of these cultures and greatly contributed to what Texas is today. Let's look back to see how we celebrated the oldest and most sacred holiday all year. Let's get into this. Celebrating Christmas under the Six Flags over Texas. The oldest holiday celebrated in Texas is Christmas. As Texans grew under the Six Flags, each nation brought their own customs and traditions for celebrating Christmas. You would be hard-pressed to name another holiday that enjoys as many traditions as Christmas. With the season upon us already again, it's only fitting to look at some of those customs, where they come from, and who was responsible for them. Spain, 1519 to 1685. The Spaniards came to Texas in 1519 and brought Catholicism and Christmas with them. The first indication of a celebration by Spaniards came in 1599. They held a Christmas pageant near present-day El Paso. It included roles for men and women and some of the local Indians. It's believed that the tradition of the piñata dates back to this period. The papier-mâché figure is filled with candy and small toys. A blindfolded player tries to break the piñata with the stick so that the treasures spill out. This exciting tradition continues to this day. France, 1685 to 1690. Although France ruled Texas for only five years, it left its mark on Texas Christmas traditions. Also strongly rooted in the Catholic religion, the French brought the celebration of Epiphany to the holiday. Epiphany was also known as the Twelfth Day. It takes place on the twelfth day after Christmas, January 6th, and is symbolic of the time the three wise men bestowed their gifts on the baby Jesus. Although France ruled for just a short time, the heaviest French influence would come about 150 years later during the Texas Republic period. The French opened the French legation in Austin for their diplomats. Christmas, as it was in 1841, is celebrated there each year with traditional dress and costumes. The French version of Santa Claus, Pierre Noel, always makes an appearance. The French also like Christmas trees. The early Texans would decorate them with assorted cookies. It was thought that they were to symbolize communion wafers. If Christmas is being celebrated, you could count on seeing a crutchy nearby. That's the French version of the nativity scene. How can you mention the French and not mention food? During the Yuletide season, they would bake a chocolate cake and then roll it up to look like a Yule log. Spain, 1690-1821 For the next 131 years, Spain ruled Texas. It was during this period that all the great missions were built. The priests worked tirelessly to convert the Native Americans to Catholicism. It was common for the priests to put on pageants and festivals and a great feast at Christmas to show the Indians the benefits of the church. San Antonio seemed to be particularly active in this regard. About 1731, a group of settlers came to the town from the Canary Islands. 
and they brought a custom that they call Las Posadas. It means the inns. The custom plays itself out as a group of families go from house to house singing Christmas carols, and at each house they get turned away until finally they are invited in and pray at a nacimiento, the Spanish nativity scene. Shortly afterward, a party breaks out. At about the same time America was declaring its independence from England, another tradition took root, again in San Antonio. A play called Las Pastores, The Shepherds, was performed, and it's still performed each year at the Mission San Jose, where it was first performed in the 16th century. This play portrays the story of the shepherds as they try to make their way to Bethlehem. Another custom that grew out of the 1700s was the Spanish luminaries. The Spanish Texans would light a series of small bonfires. It's thought that they would symbolize the fires that the shepherds would build each evening of their journey. With the influx of more Americans into Texas, paper bags came into use. This is where the custom of burning a candle in a sand-filled bag came into vogue. It is still a popular custom to this day. Mexico, 1821 to 1836. By 1821, Mexico had won its revolution from Spain and in so doing became the ruler of Texas. Because of its rich and deep heritage in the Catholic Church, it became law that no Protestant churches could be started in Texas. Almost all of the new settlers from the United States, however, were Protestant. Conflict was inevitable. To get around the law, one man went so far as to go up to the Illinois and form a Protestant church there and moved it to near-present-day Bastrop. In 1834, they held the first legal Protestant Christmas celebration in Texas. Another Christmas symbol that you'll recognize comes from this time period. The American government had had its eye on Texas for some time. It sent Joe Poinsett to Mexico with the purpose of purchasing Texas for the United States. Well, why not? Jefferson got a deal for the Louisiana Purchase. While in Mexico, though, he saw flowers that Mexicans called the flower of Christmas Eve. He took some home with him, and before long, poinsettias became a popular plant that are synonymous with Christmas. These were hard times for the settlers that continued to stream into the future republic. These, for the most part, were not rich people. They did all they could do to coax a subsistence living off the land, cattle, or some tiny retail establishment. There were not many luxuries. It would be a good Christmas if they could find eggnog or even fresh milk. The Mexicans would enjoy a Christmas meal, which included tamales. Tamales had become a tradition, especially in Texas and in the Southwest. The corn husk-covered delight is covering more geography each year. This is also the time when the Midnight Mass became popular. The Republic of Texas, 1836 to 1845. Up until the Republic of Texas was established, Christmas was really focused on the church. Once Texas became a nation, it was no longer illegal for Protestants to form churches and celebrate to their own liking. This is when more activities away from the church began to surface. Balls, dances, hops, and square dances were held wherever people gathered. For the most part, the people were poor and could not afford much in the way of gifts. While the Republic of Texas took root, people of various ethnic backgrounds were moving in, bringing their homegrown customs with them. There were the Germans, the Czechs, Irish, Scots, Poles, and others. 
all adding to the tapestry of Texas. Although the French used Christmas trees in their observance of the holiday, it was the Germans that held the Christmas tree very close to their hearts. Although the earliest use of the Christmas trees goes back to the Druids of England, who did not celebrate Christmas, by the way, the Germanic people somehow came up with a connection between the Tree of Knowledge in the Garden of Eden and apple trees. Since apple trees are bare during the winter, they used evergreens and put apples on them for decorations. Later, it would be roses. Eventually, decorations of various types would be used. These trees were often placed on the table. Those floor-to-ceiling jobs? That was strictly an American custom. Ironically, the first artificial Christmas trees came from Germany, too. Gifts given during this time were usually quite practical. Scarves, socks, and other homemade toys or crafts. The United States received a gift during the season of 1845. The Lone Star State became the 28th star on the flag of an ever-expanding nation. Antebellum, Texas. 1845 to 1861. The period of statehood between its joining the Union and the Civil War is known as the Antebellum Period of Texas. It was during this period when Santa Claus first appears in Texas. The real St. Nicholas lived in Turkey during the 4th century. He is reported to have died on December 6th. This is the date that many Czech and Polish Texans celebrate his day. Most Americans today got their first real look at the jolly old elf through Clement Moore's famous 1822 poem, A Visit from St. Nick. You probably know it better as Twas the Night Before Christmas. In that poem, he had eight tiny reindeer. Oh, Rudolph? Well, that was strictly a commercial edition. He would not show up for about another 120 years. By the mid 1800s, stockings were hung with care on fireplaces all across Texas, and America for that matter. And by now, people of all ethnic backgrounds were observing many culturally diverse traditions like Yule logs, popcorn strands, sail punch, mistletoe, and general revelry. The holidays would take on a different light over the next five years as Texas became part of the Confederate States of America. The Confederate States. 1861 to 1865. These were extremely tough times in Texas. Constant shortages made gift-giving and eating, at times, challenging. People out of necessity had to be self-sufficient. Many resorted to making their own clothes and shoes. They would send what little they could to their family members off fighting the war, with little guarantee that they would even receive their packages. War's end, however, the Civil War was no exception. The United States, 1865 to present. The Reconstruction period right after the war was particularly harsh. Most Southerners felt like they were being punished for the war. Shortages continued as people tried to reestablish their lives. And in time, things did get a little bit better. And in Texas, began to flourish. Christmas cards, an English invention, caught on, a tradition that we joyfully continue to this day. The world-famous fruitcake came from a bakery in Corsicana, the Collins Street Bakery, in 1896. It was a German recipe, and it's still being made there today. Texans now celebrate the holiday according to their own customs and desires. I hope you have a wonderfully joyous holiday season, however you choose to celebrate. May it be all that you hope for, and remember the reason for the season, and keep Christ in Christmas. 
Merry Christmas from our home to yours. And is one final thought before we get away. As this Christmas gets closer and closer, more and more people have reached their appointed destinations by now. And this is always my reflective time of year. Some of my very best memories are steeped into the Christmas season. And many of those memories are wrapped in the thoughts of people who are no longer a part of my life day to day. My parents are gone, and all of my aunts and uncles have gone on too. Maybe it's the nature of life, but we often truly don't appreciate those souls that we have around us. Each one is a treasure. Just pause to think of what great sources of humor and laughter, knowledge and wisdom surround you. Cherish every life for every moment. And as you celebrate another year of being together, please allow me to gently remind you to cherish your loved ones as they gather near. None of us know what tomorrow, next week, or next year will bring. Every family has their living treasures. Never pass up the chance to tell them that you love them. There's no better gift than love and love for one another. Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon. This is Tweet Scott, your Texas Whisperer.